Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Lowe's here. We back on the throne of positivity where the first is last and the last is first. If you're new to the channel, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and also the notification bell so you don't miss out on any of these upcoming videos. We are a Christian channel dedicated to getting you to your most intimate relationship with God. I'm dedicated to that and I want to help you get to that journey, get to that intimacy with God. And, and let's just do this together. We're going through life together. Let's do it. Today, I have such a word that is so exciting. I was reading on my break uh, at work or at my lunch break, and I was reading uh, Genesis chapter 32, and I was like, yo, I've never seen this passage the way that God revealed it to me. And I want to read this with you guys today and go through it kind of like verse by verse and kind of break it down. It may be a longer than normal video. I'm not sure yet. But the 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 gist of the, the, the teaching today is Genesis 32. The reason why I was reading this is because I feel like currently, not that I've been battling with God previously or even that I'm setting myself up against him or anything like that. Nothing like that at all. But I felt like, Father, what's going on with this that you that you have spoken to me? Like, what's going on? I want to see these things that you're talking about. So I told God, Lord, no disrespect. I love you with all my heart. Everything that I have, my God, I love you with my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, my heart, everything, everything that I am. I love you, Lord, but we got to tussle, Lord. I'm going to hold on to your glorious garments until you bless me and I won't let go until that completes, until that is fulfilled. And I went to Genesis 32 because I know that's where Jacob was wrestling the angel of the Lord. Lord. So let's get into this because this is about to be so hype. I'm going on my iPad right now and I'm just going to read this almost line by line with you. Uh, so try to follow along with me. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I just want to bring this message to you, man. So uh, please bear with me. Let's be patient. I'm going to kind of talk into the mic a little bit uh, so you get better sound. And we just we, let's do this together, guys. Uh, Genesis chapter 32, verse one, it says, Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's camp. So he called the name of that place Mahanaim. And if you look at the footnote for Mahanaim, that word means two camps or between two camps. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them. Thus, you shall say to my Lord Esau, thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants and female servants. I have sent to tell my Lord in order that I may find favor in your sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, We came to your brother Esau and he is coming to meet you and there are 400 men with him. Now pay attention to this because this is crucial for the teaching that we have for today. Remember, we're going to be wrestling with God, but how... <laughs> we're wrestling with God, right? Jacob, listen to this next verse because it's important. Verse 7, then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people who were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two camps. 
pay attention to what the Bible is saying. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. Verse 7. I'm reading the ESV, by the way. He divided the two camps, the people who were with them, the flocks, the herds, and everything. They divided. But again, the crucial thing here is that he was greatly afraid and distressed. Verse 8. Thinking if Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the camp that is left will escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred that I may do you good. You got sometimes it's not that you got to remind God of what he told you, right? It's not that you got to remind him. You got to remind yourself. The Bible says when David was being pursued by Saul and his people, right? It said that Jake, uh, David encouraged himself in the Lord. How do you imagine that he encouraged himself in the Lord? Remember that he, uh, David wrote most of the Psalms, right? And how many times does he talk about the faithfulness of God? He talks about where his help comes from, how he talks about the kingdom and the throne and the crown and the, and the kingship and the majesty and the royalty and the power and the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness and the loyalty of God. How many times did he do that? Jacob is doing that here in this moment. And he says, return to your country and to your kindred that I may do you good. Lord, I remember what you promised me, my father. I remember what you told me, O Lord. And I am not worthy of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff, I crossed this Jordan and now I become two camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him. That he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. How many times in your life? When God told you something, when he promised you that he was going to perform his word as he declared it, as he spoke it, as it says in Ezekiel 12, 28. How many times after God spoke to you a word and then the world just sets itself up against you? Here is Jacob thinking that he, he has escaped his deceptive past, right? Jacob means deceiver. We always focus on Jacob as a deceiver, but what we forget is that he inherited that deception from Abraham. Abraham wasn't no, it wasn't this, the most stand-up guy either. He was a liar as well. But I digress. That's just a, a fun little note to take. But how many times in your life you're just thinking of the promise and you're like, Father, how is it that you promised me the end from the beginning? Oh, Lord. But this beginning looks nothing like the end that you have revealed to me, O oh God. You promised me that I would enter this land and I would inherit it. Lord, but my brother sets himself up against me, O oh Lord. Remember the promise that you have made to your servant, O oh Lord. Don't forget me, O oh God. Deliver me for I am in fear. That's what Jacob cries out to God. And he's so afraid. And what is the Esau in your life? Right? 
What is the Esau in your life that you fear so much? Is it that you believe God won't fulfill his promises? What is it? Is it that you think that you're not worthy? That you're not able? That you're not going to make it? That you don't have the strength? Beloved, if you don't give up, then you're going to make it to the promised land. And maybe, I don't know, man. I, I, I know just speaking personally, coming to California, God promised me more than I could ever have imagined. And, you know, getting without getting too deep, I got here and I'm just like, yo, I, I, I'm here, man. And I'm here. I'm ready to see these things happen. Where is that? Where is that? I was I was on a thousand, bro. <laughs> I was on a thousand when I got here because I was ready to receive I was ready for what God promised me. I was so in awe and struck by what he told me, what he declared to me that I'm just like, Father, okay, I'm here. But then when I got here, God didn't show me in the revelation that I was going to sleep on a couch for a year. He didn't show me that I was going to be without a job for nearly 10 months. He didn't show me how I was going to have to live by by bread from other people he didn't tell me that i will have to wait uh, a donation upon donation contribution upon contribution by the by the by the faithfulness and the and the mercy and the grace of my supporters like he didn't tell me that and to live on faith like that that's different y'all but what i had to remind myself was of what jacob is saying here but you told me oh god I surely will do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the seed, which, as the seed which cannot be numbered for multitude. I had to remind myself of that day and night and day and night. And I know God is faithful, man. I know God is faithful. And you have to know that. I can't know it for you. And it's one thing to say that I know that God is faithful. And it's another thing to to experience his faithfulness it's, it's one thing to believe it because i read it it's another thing to have testimony of it <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yo and although i'm here and i'm going through the storm in ways you can't imagine i'm going through the turbulence and the trials and the tribulations i can say that by me holding on to the garments of god by building my foundation on the rock that is the that is my salvation like letting god build my house as it says in psalm 127:1 that I do not build in vain. He is building for me. I have not wavered. He has not allowed me to fail. He has not allowed my hopes to be dashed. He has not allowed me to be shamed. As it says in Isaiah 54, he will not allow us to be shamed. Our hopes to be dashed. Oh my God. And and it's it's like impossible how your your heart wants to fail, your body wants to fail, your mind can't continue, but the hope and the faith that you have in God is 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 unimaginable unimaginable because the word says that God has a portion to each and every one of us, a measure of faith. And it is by his faith that he encourages us, it's by his spirit that he allows us to continue forward. And 
I just want to tell you, don't give up. Because if you don't give up, guess what? You're going to see the promised land. But if you give up, you're going to go around that mountain for 40 years. Keep going because God will make you repeat a test until you pass it. Trust and believe. That's why Psalm 105, 19 says that until the word of God completed in the life of Joseph, he tested him by his very word. So I know that's a lot to say, but I have this comes from the depths of my soul that I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Continue to wrestle with God because watch what's going to happen in this story. Remember this. Jacob is fearful. It says that I'm afraid. It said that Jacob was afraid and distressed. And he told God, I fear him. And then he, he tells God, God, remember what you said. In the psalm it says, remember the promise that you made to your servant, O God. Hallelujah. So let us continue. Let us continue. I'm going to skip a few verses. Verses 13 to 21. Jacob is basically, uh, Jacob is basically, um, you know, uh, instructing his people of what to do. And we could read it, I guess, just go through it briefly. So he stayed there that night. And from what he had with him, he took a present for his brother Esau. 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milking camels and their calves, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 donkeys, male donkeys. These he handed over to his servants every drove by itself and said to his servants, pass on ahead of me and put a space between drove and drove. He instructed the first, when Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you, to whom do you belong? Where are you going? And, though, and whose are these ahead of you? Then you shall say, they belong to your servant Jacob. They are a present sent to my Lord Esau, and moreover, he is behind us. He likewise instructed the second and the third and all who followed the droves. You shall say the same thing to Esau when you find him. And you shall say, Moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me, and afterward I shall see his faith, face, perhaps he will accept me. So the, present, for, so the present passed on ahead of him, and he said to him, I'm sorry, and he himself stayed the, uh, that night in the camp. I want you to recognize what's happening here. This morning when I when I woke up, or maybe it was last last morning, uh, I was reading Proverbs eight, where eight and nine, where it talks about if you, it, it's talking about wisdom, right? Wisdom as a personification, as a person, as a person, right? And it says, if you keep my ways, you will find life. Jacob is being so wise in the way that he's dealing with his brother here because what he's doing is, you know, uh, the Bible says that your gift will bring you before kings. Now, I take that verse in Proverbs in, in multiple ways. Obviously, I believe that the gift that it's talking about, it, it, we think about it in a spiritual terms, like my spiritual gifts, the gifts and talents that God has given me are going to bring me before kings. That's true, but I think it's also talking about this, that my gift, Jacob's gift, is bringing him before his king. And, and you're like, well, well, how is he his king? Remember, we're talking about a, a patriarchal, prodigal, uh, 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 you know, 
inheritance type of society where there was structure and there was order in these things. And although Jacob has the birthright, you know, Jacob is still the younger brother. So he's looking at his as older brother as the older brother. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have that fear for your older brother. You know, my brother's but No, let me stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am the oldest of, of, of like eight or nine. I, I'll be forgetting how many of us there are. <laughs> Anyways, we continue. Verse 22 to 32. We're going to read this because this is so important for the next bit of the, the teaching. This is where Jacob wrestles God. So remember that God, Jacob is asking God, God, basically, deliver me. Deliver me. I'm afraid of my brother. Help me. I need your help right? Check this out. Check this out. God, God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two, ser his two female servants and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. When the men saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. What? What? But check this out. Check this out. Jacob just got his hip put out of joint. It's out of socket. Like, you ever dislocated a joint? Like, I, I've dislocated my thumb before, and that wasn't a pretty sight. It was painful. Check this out. It says, then he said, God speaking, let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Bro, Jacob, what you on, bro? What is you on? My man has his hip socket out of joint. It's out of place. It's out of place. And he ain't even worried. He still got his hands on God like, Lord, if I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. And this is where I'm at in my life. I feel like I've done all the waiting I can. I feel like I've obeyed God in as much as I can. But now it's time for some action. It's time for me to step out in faith. It's time to step out when it's painful, when the anxiety is coming, when the depression is hitting, when I feel lonely, when I'm second guessing, when I'm doubting, when these things are happening. When you're going through these things and you're fighting and that hip is out of socket, don't you dare let go. Your hip is out of socket, not your hands. Your hip is out of socket, not your hands. He held on. He held on. So we got to hold on until God blesses me. Lord, I'm at the point because I'm hasta aquí. I'm hasta aquí. I'm up to here already. I'm, 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 I'm up to here. I'm up to here. I'm ready. I want this. I'm ready to receive what God has promised me. Yo estoy listo para recibir lo que Dios me has prometido. You feel me? Like, I'm ready. I feel like God, ah, I'm ready, man. Let's continue because I'm going to get to the point of, of how I believe that I'm ready. 
He said, this is God speaking. Then let, let me go for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. He went from being called Jacob the deceiver to Israel, he who contends with God. Or he who has striven with God and with men. And has prevailed. Here's the interesting thing. Number one, God said, let me go. Number two, he changed his name and said, you have prevailed. Meaning you have overcome. You have won. You have won. Why did God do this to him? Why did he do this to him? He's building his character. You know, in 1 Corinthians, I don't I don't remember exactly where. It was the verse of the day the other the other day. Where it says, uh, why I don't have it now. I'm gonna put it on the screen somewhere. But it says, like, uh, don't like don't despise suffering, for suffering produces uh suffering produces character, character produces endurance, endurance produces perseverance. That's what God is doing with Jacob. You think that God you talking about Jacob is wrestling? The God of all creation. He's wrestling the God of the entire universe. If God held his breath, we would cease to exist. If God flicked him on the forehead, that man would have blown his head off. But he let him wrestle with him. Why? It's like when a, when a father grabs his son, his, his, his like, let's say, three-year-old or his five-year-old. You know how fathers be wrestling and... and, and I can't wait to do this, by the way. My heart is full of joy right now. I, I just envision the blessing. Like, I, I see my child in my hands. You have your child in front of you. And as a man, you see your son in front of you. And, and, and you wrestling him. You, you're trying to build his confidence. Why? Right? It's like a lion with his cub. Like, you roar at your, at your cub. Like, rah, you you there. Why? Because you want your son, you want your cub to respond back to you. You want him to you want him to respond. You wrestling him, and you're not using all your strength because you destroy that kid. God will destroy us, but you wrestling him. Why? Because you want him to feel powerful. You want him to realize that yeah, he's a cub, but there's a lion within him. There's a lion within him. Ooh, he's a prince, but there's a king up inside of him. And this is what God wanted us to recognize. You think that you're going through a struggle because what? Because God forgot about you? Because God don't care about you? Because God, don't, he He might be using the bathroom, he forgot, right? Like when, when uh, uh, <laughs> why am I forgetting his name? Elijah and the and the prophets of Baal. You think like how, how is he, uh, <laughs> Elijah was talking to the prophets of Baal? Where's your God? Is he sleeping? Does he need to be awakened? Is he relieving himself in the bathroom? What is he doing? He went on a lunch break. He clocked out for the night. He's sleeping. Like, what's good? That ain't our God. God ain't sleeping. God ain't distracted. He ain't relieving himself. He ain't take no break. There ain't no clock in, no clock out. He's on the throne. But what he wants you to realize is what Micah says. It says, why do you cry out aloud to me? Do you not know that the king is within you? Do you not know that the spirit of God is within you? Do you not know that the same spirit 
that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. The same spirit that comforted Jesus throughout his whole time going through the cross. When he would stretch out his hands. That same spirit is with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God, man. Glory to God. I love this word. Oh, my God. I swear I love the Lord and I love his word. Verse 27. And he said, and he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. Jacob received what he asked for. He was blessed. So Jacob called the place, uh, the name of the place, Peniel. Uh, which, uh, which means uh, the face of God. For I have seen God face to face and yet my life has been delivered. Remember, God had mercy on him because the, the you can't look at the glory of God. God said to Moses when he said, pass by me, I can't do that. You're going to see the back of me, but you can't see me because if you were to behold my glory, it's over for your life. It's over for your life. The sun rose up, uh, rose upon him as he passed Pinwal. This is a different word, limping because of his hip, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. Beloved, check this out. Jacob asked God to deliver him from his brother. Initially, he didn't just save him out of the storm. He didn't just save him and spare him from meeting his brother. Yeah, bro, the night before he was to meet Esau, his brother, he showed up in the form of a man and wrestled with him. And he named the place Piniel, which means the face of God. For he says, I have seen God face to face and he has spared my life. If I'm afraid to go up against a lion, right? But I face a dragon and conquer the dragon. You think that when I face the lion, I'm going to be afraid? And nobody get offended that I call God a dragon. I'm not calling him a literal dragon. Dragons are not all evil. If you don't believe me, this is a side note. The word seraph or seraphim, which is the plural of seraph, the Hebrew word for seraph means burning one or fiery snake. If you read in the book of Job, the description of the Leviathan, it talks about the Leviathan as a dragon. So be, before we get even deeper, I just want you to know that it's not bad. Okay, I digress. If you conquer the dragon, why would you be afraid of the lion? God showed up in the form of the perfected man and allowed Jacob to overcome him to build his confidence like the cub with the with the lion, the father lion, like the son with his father. <laughs> and 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 this 
Oh my God, this is just beautiful because let's just keep reading. How do I know that that's the truth? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. And just how do I know I'm ready for the blessing? Because I feel like I've been wrestling with God and I'm this close. I'm this close. I'm I'm like I'm yo I'm I'm like right there, bro. To getting that blessing, we there. the 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 break of day is there, and God is about to say, "Let me go." We're there. You're you're there. Maybe you're there. I don't know. Maybe you just started fighting. The Bible says, "Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning." I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. I want this. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and four hundred men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants, and he put the servants with their children in front, then Leah with her children, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. This is interesting. Maybe we'll go over this detail in later times. But if you know the story of Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, Jacob loved Rachel. He wasn't fond of Leah. But Rachel complained so much. Guess who Jacob buried himself with? Leah, not Rachel. All throughout his life, he put Rachel before Leah. But at his death, he put Leah before Rachel. Look at here. It says, uh, chapter 33, verse 3. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came to his brother. But Esau ran to him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. And when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and children, he said, Who are these with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servant drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down. And last, Joseph and Rachel drew near, and they bowed down. Esau said, What do you mean by all of this company that met me? Jacob answered, To find favor in the sight of, the, of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Check this out because this ties the ribbon to the entire message. Verse 10. Jacob said, no, please, if I have found favor in your sight, then accept my present from your hand. For I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. I don't think Esau recognizes what Jacob means in that moment. I don't know if I've ever recognized how that correlates to him fighting God. It goes back. God didn't deliver Jacob from Esau. He showed up and built his strength. He allowed him to see his face so that he no longer fears the face of his brother. When I read this in my car, I couldn't believe it. It was just like mind-blowing. I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was absolutely incredible. So what does this mean for you? What does it mean for me? <laughs> God is faithful to his word and he's going to complete his promises. 
However, God is going to do it the way that God does it. See, you think that it's supposed to happen one way and God comes from a completely different direction. The Lord is unexpected. Who knows the mind of God except the spirit of God? Who knows his ways? Who knows his thoughts? There is none. There is none. There is none like our God. I can, I can imagine that before Jacob saw Esau and he heard that he was coming, he was afraid. But then the night when he wrestled with God, he built up his strength, although he left in a weakened state. He saw the face of God and said, if I saw the face of God, what else is there to fear? Oh, beloved, oh, beloved. And now he says to his brother, bold as a lion, for I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God. And you have accepted me. Wow. I thank the Lord for this message. <laughs> Father God, may you be glorified. May you pour into this person's life that is watching this video, oh God. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they're experiencing, oh Lord, but I pray for this individual. Give them the strength, but don't just give it to them. Don't just hand it to them, oh Father. As you did with Jacob and as you will do with us, Lord, wrestle us. Help us build our strength so that when those giants, when that Goliath stands before us, we come not in sword, shield, and armor. But we come by the name of the Lord, by the face of which we have seen to overcome these obstacles, these giants in our life. Whew, we're going to see the victory. And Lord, we believe in you.